So welcome to Times Radio. Let's start by, by talking about England's progress in the Euros so far. A bit of a slow start, just a 1-0 will against Austria, then a goal feast against Norway and Northern Ireland. As a manager, do you kind of have to pace yourself through tournaments? Yeah, obviously, I think it's important that you, you try and win your opening game, which they did. And, and that was, you know, rightly, as you said, it was a bit more cagey, a bit more nervous. And I think there's been a, we need to remember there's been a long build up to this tournament, obviously, with COVID and stuff. So big crowd at Old Trafford. So I think that that was good to get the win under the belt. And then I think you could see after the second goal against Norway, every player on that pitch just grew in confidence, grew in stature. The belief, you know, I think a momentum went for them and I don't think anyone would have anticipated a win by that margin. I think the fact they've kept three clean sheets, I do think clean sheets in tournaments are so important. But yeah, this is going to be a very different game against Spain. You know, we know it's knockouts now, so the pressure goes up. The expectation probably is now on England off the back of their group performances. But listen, they're playing well. And I think Serena Wigman as a, as a head coach is a perfect candidate for this task because she's been there, seen it and done it in home Euros before. She knows exactly what's required. You've played in some major tournaments in your time. The fact that it's here in England, is that an advantage as a player? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you can go ahead in the game. If you get a goal or two goals and you get them fans behind you and you have that belief from the home crowds and the, the nation behind you, it definitely gives you that advantage. Home advantage is massive, you know, and I think the players will be feeling that. And of course, it, it comes with a certain pressure. But, you know, I think now those those players are seeing that pressure as a privilege and they're going out and performing, expressing themselves. And, you know, I've, I've been a little bit underwhelmed by Spain, if I'm honest, in this tournament. So <laughs> hopefully it all, all goes according to plan and England come out winners. Now, you're a manager these days. So with your manager's hat on, how would you look at tonight to set up a team? Yeah, I think obviously the way Serena set up the team, she's not changed anything. I don't think she'll change anything. I would play a real high-pressing game against Spain because I know they want to keep possession. So can you stifle them early and disturb their rhythm? I also think they've conceded goals in this tournament trying to play out from the back. So I'd want to you know, try and get high pressure on the players, you know, that you say they're least technical players, they're centre-backs and try and win the ball back higher up. But in certain phases when you can't do that, you're going to have to be disciplined, keep your distances right. And also know that when Spain have got the ball, it's probably your best opportunity to score because there's a vulnerable and transition down the sides and between centre-backs. And you know, I'd set my attackers up that when we are defending, can we be front foot? Can we pass forward and play forward? Can we have forward runs? And and can't, can we try and hurt them? Um, and especially if they're full-backs attack, can we try and exploit the spaces that they leave? You know, and I think I think England are more than capable of, of doing that and, and getting a result tonight. Do you think there's a feeling in the camp that they could go all the way to the final? Yeah, I think there's always there always has to be a belief that you can do that. Otherwise, what's the point in being out there and competing? You know, I, I don't think there's an expectation. I think that's expectation and belief are different. I think there's a belief in the camp that they can. I think they've got momentum. They've got confidence. I think the performances in the group stages would have really built that. And they've also got tremendous talent coming off the bench. I think this is the strongest squad depth that I've ever seen in an England team. In terms of the women's game here in the UK, all the major sporting events have gone now. The football season's finished. The Open golf has gone. So it is really out there on the TV. Is this, is this good for the women's game, do you think? 
incredible platform. You know, I played in 2012 in the Olympics and I felt that was such a good platform in terms of visibility for the women's game and people seeing the game that hadn't seen it before. This is going to make it even more visible. The fact that it's on, you know, on BBC and shown live and access to everybody. I think it's going to inspire another generation to play. It's going to inspire way more people to watch the game and what an incredible platform for for the women's game to, to keep excelling on. Now, of course, you've now moved across the Atlantic to San Diego Wave to be manager in the American version of the uh, WSL. Um, was it the Californian sunshine that convinced you or were there other reasons? That was tempting, but no, there was definitely other reasons <laughs> on there to work. But despite the time that I've got, I think the biggest thing that kind of attracted me there was the fact that it was going to be a club dedicated to the women's team. We weren't going to be, you know, playing second fiddle to anybody, all the resources, the funding, the financing, all of the support would be dedicated to the team and I felt it was a club that was going to match my ambition I felt it was a club that was very progressive was going to be very ambitious to challenge and I wanted to test myself in a different league you know and it is a very different league in terms of the way the game's played and obviously you know building it from scratch and putting your footprint on it was something that excited me most teams these days have a, a multitude of foreign players in their team you've got a lot of Spanish players I'm here you've had to uh, learn some Spanish when I was head coach at Manchester United, I signed a uh, Spanish player. So during the, the moments of lockdown and COVID, I, with the help of Rosetta Stone, I started to learn Spanish because I think it's really important that I go towards the player and learn their language to help them settle. It was a platform that was so easy for me to use and so simple. Um, I wasn't the best at school, so I needed simplicity to be able to help me. <laughs> and I also think even as a head coach, I would try and encourage my players to learn a second language, not just because it helps the foreign players coming in the dressing room, but also because when they retire, if they've got another string to their bow and they've got another language, it makes them more uh, employable. So you know, I think communication is key. I think being able to communicate at someone's level in their own language is really important. And how's the course going? Yeah, it's, I'm brushing up every day. I do it over a coffee and it's something that I'm continuing to learn because, because it's not my first language you know it's something that I have to continually work at and that's why I think it's even more impressive that Serena Vigman's come to England with unbelievable English and been able to transfer all of her knowledge in her second language. In terms of Serena Vigman she's a terrific manager isn't she? She seems to have made England click over the last couple of years. Yeah I do I've got a lot of respect for Serena I think there's a lot to learn from her in terms of what she's been able to achieve you look what she did with the Dutch team and how far forward she took them in a short space of time and now she's continued and done that with this England team. I think it's a, a special team with lots of different talent it's got a, a blend of experience in youth but and she is a head coach that knows how to do it has been here before so hopefully it's a recipe for success. When you're in the dressing room giving that pre-match or half-time team talk is it all about communication is it is it about making connection with a group or a one-on-one connection I think it's everything especially like building into a tournament it's about connecting with your players knowing them as people what you need to give them to be able to perform at the highest level it's about communicating and imparting your knowledge you know how can I simplify what I've got in my head for the players to be able to understand and deliver and then during, you know, before a game, it's about how you can make the players feel and how they walk out of that dressing room and feel entering that pitch so they can go out there, perform and win. In terms of the American women's variant of the game, how impressed were you? Is it on a par with the UK or is it still getting there? No, I'd say it's on a par. I think you only have to look at the American national team back-to-back World Cups. No one's done that. So, yeah, it's very athletic. It's so fast. It's a lot faster than the English game, if I'm honest. It's way more transitional. There's not as much appreciation of possession. It's more can we score and then you score and we can score. And 
if I'm honest, I think I'm going to go very, very grey very early in this league. <laughs> I feel like you can, can score and concede in the same phase of play. But, you know, I'm just trying to dose little bits of, you know, poor possession areas of the field when we can look after the ball so that we can, if we go, we can go with, you know, dynamism and, and exploit spaces. But yeah, it's it's athletically very different than the English league, but maybe tactically and possession wise, it's it's also very different and needs some work. And presumably you think you can bring those tactics to the US that you've learned as a player here? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, we we value the ball very much in terms of if you've got the ball, the opposition can't hurt you. If you've got the ball, you can hurt the opposition and find in the right moments. So it, that takes time, though. You know, we've been together realistically since February, which is not a lot of time. So trying to impart my knowledge and trying to get the players to, to see a way of playing is going to take time. Um, but... You know, I have to be really proud of where we're at as a group. We're, we're currently sitting top of the league and that's not bad going after a short space of time. But we know that we're going to face a lot more bumps and hurdles being a new team with new players. But yeah, I've got an unbelievably great group of players that are so coachable. So it's always a, a, a plus for me as a coach. I'm guessing then that every game feels like a cup final. Yeah, yeah it certainly does. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always for the first 45, 60 minutes. It's very end to end and then the game opens up a little bit more and, you know, and then you can find spaces and you can look at how you can tactically exploit the opposition. But it's certainly exciting, let's put it that way. Even a nil-nil <laughs> never feels like a nil-nil. In terms of where we are with the women's game now, not only here in the UK, but in the US, do you think it's still growing? Are there still things to do? Lots to do. You know, anyone that thinks that the work is done is is short-sighted. There's lots to do. There's still not enough opportunities for young girls to play the game. I think the attitudes are changing, but not not completely. I think what's pleased me most about this tournament is the conversation is about performance, about individual battles. It's about tactics. It's not about men's game, women's game. It's a, it's a, a game of football played by women, you know? So I think that's, that's been really pleasing, but there's still a lot of work to do. You know, you look at the disparity in sponsorship and marketing, still a lot of work to do there. Still a lot of work to do to completely remove the barriers to, to young girls playing sport, let alone football. Casey Stoney, it's been great to talk to you today for Times Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much.